Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I'm Alec Mappa, and I'm living proof that you can't die from embarrassment. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Dempsey. I'm a psychotherapist. It's in my intro. <laughs> it's in your intro. It's in my intro. You can't get confused. I mean, this is the best show. I mean, we're, we're just solving all of America's problems one at a time. That's right. Just one by week dis- at a time. By discussing mine. <laughs> <laughs> Got to clear out the hot mess. Yeah, so uh, the hot mess. Um, so today's uh, subject is pandemic stress. That's right. Got to talk about it. Are you stressed out? <laughs> you, you know what? Here's the thing. Okay, this is what I want to say about pandemic stress. It was a that, yes or no question. Uh, yeah, some stress. Yes, there's some okay. stress. But what? But it's kind of like a. It's like a. It's like a kind of a kind of a low hum, right? Hmm. It's kind of yeah. like a low hum in the background, and I think that that's important because it's very very typical for our bodies to acclimate to stress, right? And especially when something is so prolonged and it's kind of a gradual thing, we just incrementally get used to some of the pain that's going on. That sometimes we forget that it actually is there and it still is spinning us in ways that we're not even aware of. Mm. So I think it's really good to check in, you know, like those first couple months, it's like, oh yes, this is making us crazy. It's okay. Like keep that in mind. And then after a while, we just kind of stop talking about it. Right. Doesn't mean that it's not still messing with us the first month i gave myself permission to feel however i wanted to feel and oh, all really? i did was sleep all day and look at instagram yeah. that's really what i did yeah you know and i had a friend pass away a lady red couture she oh, was a drag queen oh, yes i did yeah she was oh, you were friends with her yeah i was really good friends with her and whenever somebody passes i think about the totality of their life all the things that they achieved yeah. and then i immediately go to all the days that i've wasted <laughs> <laughs> oh, good way to way to flog yourself. Perfect. I know. Well, you know, it's what I a tri- did, what a tribute in memoriam. I did spend the first month not doing anything, and then yeah. after that, I spent the following rest of up until now doing yeah. fundraisers. I've been raising money for nurses. Yeah, you have. I've been yeah. loving seeing that. I have been. Um, I raised money for a trans teen who was nearly beaten to death in Bakersfield to help that. pay that for his incredible. medical expenses. I helped raise about uh, sixty-two thousand dollars online. Just just doing my IGTV live stories. So my point is, is like what made me less stressful was feeling like I was contributing or feel, it made me feel less helpless in this yeah, time. Yeah, totally. Like I, like yeah, you I, actually found your way to contribute. You found your way to give yourself some purpose during a time like this. Yes. Well, I'm not like you, Matthew. I'm not saving <laughs> lives every day. I'm just trying to do... Try to do my own part to lighten oh, the mood. Listen, you're, you're, yes, you're raising money and you're, yeah. you're giving us laughs. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. yes. But um, I, the low hum thing is real, I feel yeah. like. But that's what my checking in is meditation yeah. and chanting, which is really hard for somebody with ADHD to do. Yeah. But well, I yeah. found that the chanting meditation for me, the Namyaho Renge Kyo, what it does is it, it's I've, you, because you're, the onus is on you to keep doing that chant over and over again, mm. you can actually hear your thoughts creep in. Yeah. And like, like regular meditation where you're concentrating your breath, you just notice it. Yeah. And notice it. And so I'm like, it's become like an exercise. The chanting has become an exercise in being present. How long have you been doing that specific practice? Um, eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a professional, an expert now. I'm an I'm an expert, but it's changed my life. Um, I was interviewing this super hot guy on and and his IGTV show, and mm-hmm. he said that he chanted an hour a day, and I was like, hmm, she yeah. thinks she's better than I am. And, 
I did it the next day and I was like, oh shit, I feel better. Yeah. So I I'm, feel like that's keeping the the hum down low yes, and it's keeping yes. me in touch with my thoughts of what I'm thinking. Well, yeah, and absolutely. It's I would probably I would just like kind of shift that a little bit. Not necessarily that it keeps the hum down low because the hum is just gonna be there no matter what. No matter but what. But it but it helps you manage it so that it's something that doesn't you know, kind of overtake you. I love the whole meditation thing. I know a lot of people like, you know, it it seems like a great idea kind of in theory. A lot of people can be intimidating because it's just like, am I literally just supposed to sit there in silence? People don't know what to Mm -hmm. do. I always recommend just finding like a meditation app. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if it seems kind of a little far out there or out out of reach, just do a meditation app and you can just do a 10 minute guided meditation. The guided guided part is really helpful for me. And that's what I do every day because it walks me through it. You know, five minutes of just mindful breathing. And you think that it's like, oh, but I I compare it to like, you ever had a moment where you're on vacation and you're on the beach or you're at someplace amazing and you're just fully present? Yes. You're not thinking about like, where am I going? And and since I've meditated and chanted, I'm having more and more moments like that. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, all of a sudden I'm looking around my house and I'm like, look at how ridiculous. Yeah. I call it my uh, I call it the Laurel Canyon moments um, mm-hmm. because uh, a good friend of mine, Keith, he would he would talk about when he would because vi- he didn't live in L.A. So when he would visit L.A., he said that there was this one. He's like, there's this one time that I visited there and, you know, I had rented a convertible and mm-hmm. it was a beautiful day. And I was driving up Laurel Canyon and I just looked around and I was looking at the houses and the trees and the flowers. And I just like took this big sigh of relief and was just like. Ah, like everything is okay. And I think like we can all relate. Like we all have those moments that happen uh-huh. kind of organically. Yeah. But what happens is, is if you if you can get plugged into that and you could actually do some meditation or other kind of mindfulness practices, you can actually achieve those more moments more regularly. More regularly more when regularly. you're fully present. And the thing is like our guest today is Kim Whitley, the fabulous Kim Whitley. And yeah. this is a, uh, she's an amazing comic. I've worked with her on uh, World's Worst Cooks Celebrity Edition. Oh, okay. And it's the hardest I've ever laughed. Were you guys teammates? We were teammates. We were on the blue team. And we, every day, it was me, her, and Jim J. Bullock in the dressing Uh room, like laugh crying where you're like doubled over. (laughs) Because we we all had the absolute wrong sense of humor. But um, she's going through it right now because um, she is a single mom. Yeah. Raising a nine-year-old son. Yeah. Um, and we were talking right before the show. I don't know how single parents do it because yeah. there's literally like when my husband, there have been times where my husband walks through the door and I just pass, pass him by. Like oh I need my a God. moment yeah. by myself. Well, I, I mean, like think about like, think kids, about all the different things, right? It's just kind of like raising a child. Also like, you know, she has a black son. So raising a black son, especially, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a during yeah. time like this during the pandemic. Yeah. As not an a relaxing enter- as an entertainer where you know mm-hmm. work is just kind of like not really happening in the same no. way so no. it's just there's so it's just kind of getting hit from every every day every different and, angle yes and it's really easy to terrify yourself yeah you know it's really easy to kind it's very of easy like to spin. it's very easy to spin and to kind of get lost in a lot of anxiety and even panic yeah yeah, yeah. that's what panic attacks are when you just like terrify yourself into uh, paralysis yes yep. yeah yeah well, that's spooky that's really spooky. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But I think that's like, um, for me, like uh, uh, the glass of wine helps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not recommending abuse or anything. Just like the simple glass of wine. You don't drink, do you, at all? Huh? 
You yes, drink? I do. No, so oh, yes, you I do? do drink. Yeah, I feel like oh, what do you, I feel okay. like you're put, you're putting me in the Oprah category where everybody thinks that she's like this goody two shoes, but she'll like. Excuse me. She'll I don't. Like, I don't think that. Can we that. curse on this show? By the I way, don't. I'm just realizing I just slipped. Are we cursing or are we not cursing? I cursed on the show all the Ooh, time. Did we get a yes? Is that a yes from Mario? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> she can fucking knock him back those shots of tequila, and so I'm. Oh the- yeah. I'm really positive, but I'm yeah, all- she loves the Moscow Mule. She, she, that was the official uh, or the unofficial Oprah Winfrey drink. That's true. Do you have a stress <laughs> cocktail? I mean, is it, is it a bad idea to have a stress cocktail? Uh, I don't know that I would say it's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a stress cocktail. Okay. No. I see how you're covering yourself. You're <laughs> keeping yourself from giving bad advice. And you're very, very I know. smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, listen, we all have our vices, all things in stride, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's yes. yours? Do you have, you must have a vice. What's your, what's your My vice, vice is eating. You're, My vice eating? Is, is eating. Yeah. I actually, this is uh it, it is kind of a real issue. Um, I do a little bit of binge eating. That's true. That's honestly but, but, very well, true. Are you, what are you binging? Is it bad stuff? Is it good stuff? Oh is my it... God. No, I mean, it's just, it's, it's literally anything. It's, it's all the things, savory and sweet. My go-tos really are ice cream and cookies and peanut uh, butter and just all the stuff. Just I love, I love savory. Yeah. Savory is like, I'm a French fry potato Pasta, chip yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, okay. But sweets, I can't have ice cream again ever, which I discovered this week. Why? Um, I don't have it a lot, but we, yeah. it was my husband's birthday last week and we uh-huh. had chocolate chick cake and ice cream and I had a big bowl of ice cream and it just, it, the lactose intolerance, I can't, I was, Oh, yeah. you know what? I need, actually- to, I, I need to be near a bathroom for the next 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great way to reset. No. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I've elevated the mood, I think we should bring on our guest. Yeah. What do you think? I'd say let's do it. All right, guys. Today's guest knows a thing or two about what it's like parenting and other stressors during a pandemic. She's a comedian and actress known for her tell-it-like-it-is personality with a long-running successful career in Hollywood, including standout roles like Monina in The Groundbreaking Show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. She's a single mom raising her nine-year-old son, Joshua, who was featured in her popular reality docuseries, Raising Whitley on OWN, which highlighted her journey to becoming a mother through adoption. She also has a new podcast called Two Funny Mamas with her friend, Sherry Shepard, please welcome our friend, the amazing Kim Whitley. Yay! Yay! Look at you, look amazing. Hey, Kim. You look amazing. Hi, Matthew. How I was doing? talking about Good. how when we were doing Worst Cooks together at uh, uh, yeah. nearly two years ago for the Food Network, that was the hardest I've ever laughed. Like no, we were we crying, were... laughing yeah. every day. <laughs> Every single day, we had so much fun, but it also was hard work. It was really, really hard work. Um, Kim beat me during one of her challenges because she made a very moist pineapple pound cake. Oh, and it was it was <laughs> extraordinary. You could have it could you could, it was either going to be you or me in the finale. And but when you were voted off, you were like, "I'm getting out of here. I'm so glad." You like twirled your. <laughs> No, no, it was exhausting. It was exhausting. Like, I don't think I've ever stood on my feet and worked that hard. It was really really hard. Yeah, they said goodbye. I was like, hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, You're all made up. You look absolutely fabulous. Uh, But I saw your IGTV live when you were up at five o'clock in the morning because you felt the earthquake, which I slept through. I didn't feel it. Oh, I felt it too. There were two of them, actually, I think. Yeah, but I've never seen you that um, speak so truthfully about your own fear before you what did you, you say sh- I, di- 
I missed it. What did you say about first the earthquake? Of all, first of all, it was Sherry Shepard's fault because she calls me, wakes me up in a panic. <laughs> well, I was up. I was up. But she was like, did you feel? First of all, why do you call people on Facebook? <laughs> that is not the time of more. Just call me on a regular phone yes, and say, hey, it's offensive. Yeah. She calls me on FaceTime. I'm looking crazy. I reach for my wig. I throw it on. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? She was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like She was like, I've been through earthquakes. I was like, yes, it was a little scary, but she was like in sheer panic. I'm coming over. I said, no, you're not. And so it went through all this. And she was like, let's do an IG live. I was like, uh, I don't have on any makeup. <laughs> I had taken off the lashes. So there was like a line and a uh-huh. space. And a, yeah. So we get on IG live. I was like, I got a brand. And the, it was my hair. And, I, and at five o'clock in the morning, you're not thinking. I was like, why did I do that? When I look back. <laughs> And I was like, I look crazy. <laughs> you were both really authentic, though. You were doing the black that. woman's emergency procedure. I got yeah. the wig, the yes. panties, and the shoes. By the exactly. Bedside. Bedside. And the kid. The essentials. The essentials. The kid, right. Yeah. Right. And we grabbed the kid. That, that was it. My son didn't wake up at all. I, I, I didn't wake fit. up at all. I'm going to wake up under a brick wall one day. Like I slept <laughs> through the whole thing. As if as if we needed one more thing to get stressed to about be stressed during this about. pandemic, right? Oh and my especially, gosh. Especially t- getting woken up in the middle of the night with hard palpitations. Kim, I'm kind of oh, curious. Oh, no, no, actually, no. Be, I like oh. it. I, I, you can wake me up with heart palpitations, Matthew, any day. Ah! Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm Don't threaten me with a good time. I know. That's right. I was like, why is everyone... Alec, cute. Even Mario, who called me, I was like, good lord. We have a strict <laughs> Mario, no, no policy on this handsome. show. It's yes. like, yeah. You have to, every, I look well, at everybody's eight by tens. But yeah. Kim, I'm kind of curious about something because it was only a few months ago that you were having heart palpitations of another kind and that you were going to the hospital even. Can you tell me what was going on with that? What was happening? Oh, gosh. Where were you when I needed you? Um, <laughs> the pandemic, of course, but it was this yeah. homeschooling. The yeah. homeschooling mm-hmm. and trying to work and be a parent and a principal and a teacher wow. and a crossing guard and a playmate and do your own work. Uh, I, I literally was at and, and having a nine year old who, yeah. you know, is not really uh, going to sit still mm-hmm. or listen. I got to a point one night. It was only three questions he had to answer. Mm-hmm. He started looking at me and I started looking at him. Mm-hmm. He looked at me. I, we sat there for three hours looking at each other. He yeah. would not answer the questions. And I got so angry, but I didn't let it out. I'm like, I can't believe you. And you're all part. None of that. Yeah. I internalized it. And the next day, my chest was just all on this side. Of this. Oh. So I went to the cardiologist immediately and uh, they gave me a stress test and told me to relax. And um, <laughs> so I had to start just walking away from everything. Uh-huh. I told the teachers, I said, you're going to get the work when you get the work. Because mm-hmm. that was part of the stress. Yeah. Where, where's his cursive? Where's his math? you got to turn it in. I was like, I already went to school. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. I said, you're going to get it. Matter of fact, I still have a cursive packet. They're still looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> they literally was like, are you going to turn it in? I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I got to scan it, turn it in. So I, I, go, I started just going upstairs and just closing my door. Yeah. Um, but it's about to start all over again, and I don't know what to do. I know. Well, see, the thing is, I can speak to this. My kid has ADHD, and so okay. he and so he had summer school this summer, and uh, a lot of the thing was Zoom classroom, where he had to open up the um, computer and download the lesson, and um, and then follow through. A kid with ADHD is not going to do that. 
That's oh. that's a different kind of kid. My kid yeah. is a brilliant person, but that's not the way he learns. Not that's not the way he's taught. So we we worked out something where the teacher would call him directly and talk to him over the phone and walk him through it, and the, and it would be done in fifteen minutes. Oh, that's great. But in terms of the homework, because he's smart, he's smart, but he just doesn't have the ability to kind of self start. He doesn't have the uh, you know a typical kid would just be able to kind of go okay step-by-step, step, let's go through this. Mm -hmm. Like I would even have trouble with that now. Mm -hmm. So, but as far as the homework goes, I really felt like you're going to get it when you get it. These are, <laughs> these are, these aren't typical times. I'm not a teacher. I'm not trained to do this. Yeah. So you're going to get it when you're going to get it. And our kids are going to go back to school eventually. Yeah. So I, I feel like and they're smart. And whether or not we're teaching them something, their brains are developing mm -hmm. so much. My kid is like intellectually on a completely different level than he was in January. Mm. And he's been mm -hmm. home this whole time. You okay. know? Yeah. So I, think I, like you said, I think you said something important, Alec, because just recognizing we have to really set our expectations in a very realistic way. There's no way that we're going to be able to do all the things, all of the things that we now have to do and do them perfectly. But sometimes we can kind of strive for that. But like, this is a time where we just have to accept that baseline. A lot of times baseline is going to be more than enough. Our brains, especially the parts of our brains that are responsible for just survival, for us to just make sure that we can kind of get through things, you know, especially mm -hmm. during this kind of like we were talking about before, that low hum of anxiety and stress. There's those parts of our brains that are just trying to keep us, you know, kind of feeling safe. Uh -huh. So the other parts of our, like we get exhausted in ways that we don't even fully consciously realize. So we have to be willing to have that kind of understanding and compassion for ourselves. And especially Kim as a single mom. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a parent at all. So I don't even uh, parenting just in general, but to be a single mom and I have such a soft spot in my heart for single moms because my mom was a single mom raising three of us oh, growing up. Three. So I really, yeah. Three. So I give you a lot of credit and, uh, this is, this is, there's no way that this isn't going to be a stressful. And I got to tell you as a parent, those times where you go into your bedroom and you close the door is going to save your life. It's going to save yeah. their life because I'm yes. raising my son with somebody and yes. I'm still like, I need that time alone in order to be better at, yes, uh, you know, yeah. you know, I don't know what Josh was like at nine years old. Is he is he independent? Is no, he, oh, he, he is your he, he is mommy. just like your kid. Yeah. Well, he's not going to sit and do any lesson mm -hmm. by himself. So, like summer school. Oh, I missed the whole summer school. Mm -hmm. I literally mm -hmm. checked out. They were like, "You were supposed to sign up by the twentieth." I called the school. I said, "Isn't it your responsibility to make sure he's in summer school?" <laughs> I <laughs> would think the same thing. <laughs> They told me it's the parents' yeah. responsibility. So now he's in summer school right now. Mm, he's okay. in the back with a tutor trying to finish up this packet. He's on his way to fourth grade. He's not ready. Yeah. So, but I, I you but know, he's, I checked out. He's not alone. Your kid's not going to be the only yes. kid going into fourth grade who's been out of school. Who's And, uh, you know, you're going to love hearing this. You are probably more committed to his teaching than most parents have been during this time. So you got to pat yourself on the back about that. Pat yeah. yourself that you're doing it by yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's extraordinary. Yeah. Oh, it's, 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 it's extraordinary, but it's difficult. And I'm actually like anxiety about yes. school starting again. And they're trying to tell me that the school is going to start again on, um, I think they said August 19th. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> I, 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 no, no. That's next month. I, no, that's crazy. I was like, I need a summer. I was going to, you yeah. know, I need to go see my father in Cleveland I'm trying to figure oh. that out. You know, he's in his eighties, but I don't want to bring him 
Corona? I was like, do I fly to Cleveland right. then get tested? Do I drive across country? It, it's been a whole. It's scary. I mean, you really have to. Uh, I've been taking this seriously the whole time. But like Herman Cain, who yes. ran for president, that right wing guy, he went to the Tulsa rally in at Trump's rally in Oklahoma. Oh, Is I don't know why I'm laughing. He's dead. Um, but he tested positive shortly thereafter and he just died. Oh, wow. This is somebody who went to Trump's rally in, in Tulsa. And didn't so wear really, a mask and didn't wear a yeah. mask. Yeah. So these yeah. are these are what I, my point is, and I do have one. These are extraordinary <laughs> times. And and it just sounds like you got overwhelmed, which is really um understandable yeah kim what have been some of the what have been like the the biggest fears for you or the biggest stressors for you right now uh finding corona love Mm -hmm. uh no uh the biggest stress how do you do that (laughs) right have you been on a date isn't this it isn't this what we're doing here isn't this a corona love triple date this is it this is it (laughs) triple date right now we're a thruple hello ah Um, (laughs) i like it um i think um I, I I did go on a date. I've gone on, a, you know, meet me at the Starbucks. We'll talk from car to car <gasps> in the park. I've done it. Um, you know, and? it's it's cool. But when they want to kiss you, I'm like, uh-uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm like this. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Oh, no. Like, no. If, or touch you. I, I'm just not, I'm not there. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, right. Those are, I think, the stressors. And how do you go see your your parent who's elderly? Yeah. I want to see. I want to check on. I want to look in his refrigerator. I want to make sure he's eating. Right. Yeah. Is he uh, alone? Yes, he's alone. But he's been okay. doing well. Uh, okay. Oh, good. My brother is there. And, but, you know, he, he goes and checks. And my other brother will drive there and check on him. But as the daughter, I want to yeah. go see him. And I want to go see him before school starts. Because once school starts, do you know what kim with school this is my philosophy all bets are off this isn't a regular time Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be it is what it is you're gonna do the best you can if stuff is late stuff is late the world's gonna continue to revolve and I, i i found that i was stressing myself out trying to please the teachers and trying to please (laughs) <laughs> the structure of the school and it's kind of like no it's 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 gonna be what it is um, yeah. your dad is um your dad is a uh, how old is your dad now 86 yeah and he's a famous architect he is a famous architect yeah yeah he's a very big he's, deal uh he and he still works and he still loves it so yeah really you know yeah but him by himself but he has a twin brother and he drives and meets him in the parking lot so Kim, do you feel like that there's this, do you feel like that there's an expectation, especially, especially as a woman, like, do you feel like there's an expectation to be like the the best kind of mom and to be the best daughter and to kind of, you know, make sure that you're, you know, being a caregiver in that kind of way? Do you, is that influencing kind of some of those expectations at all? Absolutely. I think it's just a part of my DNA. Like even because I don't, even with the schoolwork, it's like, I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to let my son down. I don't want to fail. I don't. My dad, I got to make sure. I don't know if that's called a control freak or what, mm. but I'm, I'm trying to make sure everything is straight. Yeah. Have life, you always okay? been like that, Kim? Uh, yes. Like always, always, a, ca- always a caregiver? Always a caregiver. Always my friends. A friend of mine told me the other day, she said she was speaking and saying that, you know, Kim, I'm, I'm a, a WW ambassador for Weight Watchers. 
and I put 19 of my friends on uh, WW also. And they were talking and she said, Kim has always been a person who shares her celebrity. Mm. I've never heard that. But she said, everything I've done, I want to share it. If it's an award show, I want my friends to experience it. Mm. Anything, you know, that we get the gift, the gifting suites. Oh, you got to go. I want you. And I switch friends off. You got to do this. So it's always trying to make sure you do it too. Yeah. Yeah. You want to share in your experience. Definitely. It's such a fine line too, right? Because it, I, I think that this is a, a room of caregivers here, right? Especially a professional caregiver. I've made it my profession. Mm-hmm. But um, that there's such a fine line because, you know, it, there's so much love and service and openness and all of that that can come with just, you know, kind of giving whatever it is that you have. But that also means having to check in on what you have because you can't give what you don't have. You know, and especially at a time like this right now where everybody's in need, it's very easy for that part of us that values ourselves through what we do, which is mm-hmm. not what makes us valuable, but it can be a tendency for us to just kind of feel like we matter in the world through doing that. It's like that stuff can just get, you know, kicked up so easily and have us spin so much in a way that's wildly unrealistic. There's no way that we can be all the things to all the people in ways that we normally would be. We don't. But I've got to try. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Spin. It creates so much spinning. Yeah. I know. And you have the extra stress of raising a black son. I mean, which is what we're both going through right now. And that, I mean, kind of like. You know, my son is 15 going on 16 and uh, there was a peaceful uh, demonstration where I live. And I said, do you want to go out and see the college students? And my son literally said the words, I do not feel safe as a black man being on the street right now. I'm not going to do it. What? Yeah. Yeah. How do you? Okay. So he was like, he was like, I just, I don't, I feel too vulnerable right now. I don't feel like being public. I don't feel safe being out there. And I, I let him say that I let him feel it, but I wasn't going to force him to go out, but he takes all of this very seriously. I mean, we're having a racial awakening in this country. Yes. That's long overdue. People are having conversations that they've never had before. And so what are you walking through Joshua right now? Well, Joshua is nine. If I had a 15 year old, I'd be extremely nervous. Uh, Mm -hmm. just because that's the age that the police will definitely, um, stop. They can harm. They don't ask questions. And he looks older. And he looks older, you know, Mm -hmm. just like that, that young boy, he might've been nine. Joshua's age, uh, the little boy in Cleveland that had the toy gun. Oh, Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice. Yes. Yeah. So, um, right now, Joshua is just learning about everything that's going on. He, He just found out he was black. So, um, Mm. You know, he's been at a white school for so long and Mm. all his friends are white. Um, We we never, you know, never made a difference. And I had to tell him, I was like, no, no, no. You can't put white lotion all on your skin to turn your skin white. I said, that's going to stay. You can't have bangs. You know, he wants Mm. straight hair. I said, no, Mm. no, no. Mm -hmm. You don't have that. That's not going to happen. So uh, he saw all of the protests on television and uh, George Floyd and what was going on. And he turned to me and he said, mommy, is that how I'm going to die one day? Wow. I was like, whoa. So we have to have the conversation. I have to talk to him. I got to have this conversation that my parents had with me and had with my brothers, really. Yeah. You know, and what was the conversation, Kim? Do you remember it? Yes. The conversation was always, 
you know, unfortunately, respect authority. If they pull you over, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am. You know, keep your hands, you know, on the where they can see them. And if mm-hmm. they want you, you know, nowadays, they always say, give them your license and registration, keep them there. But nowadays, I don't even do that. I'm like, if you want it, you got to get it. I'm mm-hmm. not moving my hand. Mm-hmm. There was a black uh, teenager who invented a side pocket for ID and registration that when you, you, you drive in the car and it's a pouch that fits on the side of the seat facing the window oh. so that if you ever get pulled over the license and registration is right there. Wow. That is fantastic. I have to, I have to Google that. So, cause my thing with my son is, you know, I, I, that's why black mentorship is so important to my son. I, he has to have black mentors. Cause when I say this to him, he's like, how would you know? Ooh. Yeah. But when, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when he hears it from, but when he hears it from his black mentors, his black yeah. uncles and aunties going, no, this is how it is. It's unfortunate. You know, I remember being on a play date with my uh, son and his friends, and we were up in Idlewild, and they went to a souvenir shop, and all the kids came out with cap guns, and it was the time that Tamir Rice was shot. And I was like, I had to go, no, you can't have a gun. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It was like what one less carefree moment for my son. And meanwhile, his white friends are all running around playing with the cap guns. So the parents felt so guilty that they spent the rest of the afternoon buying him ice cream. And toys. <laughs> <laughs> Decent consolation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's it's a lot. It's a lot to yeah. to walk our kids through, and it's a big stress for us to deal with as yes. parents. And you're doing a show with uh, Sherry about your sons, aren't you? Yes, yes. Two funny mamas. Uh, we have a podcast, yeah. of course, on YouTube, and you know, just like you, wherever you can hear podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it came out of you know, me and Sherry used to be on the radio with Tom Joyner. We used to. Uh, you know, go to work at night at two in the morning because we're Whoa. West Coast. Yeah. So That's when it was over, mean. no, he retired. We were like, woo, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and so and then we missed it. We were like, wait a minute. We missed talking to each other and, yeah. And, yeah. and talking to the people. So that's when she was like, we're going to do a podcast it's called Two Funny Mamas. And oh my God, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. good. How old is Sherry's kid now? Sherry's kid, 15. Just like oh yours. My yeah. Gosh. And we both became parents around the same time. I was 2010, you were 2011. And how old yes. was Joshua when he came to you? Four days old. Four oh, days wow. old. Four days. Wow. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He literally, he was like, why, yeah. why would I have, of course, why would I have a, a glass like this? <laughs> don't ask me why is this on my desk? And Coping strategies. Listen, <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm not judging myself during this time. You got to get through it any yeah. way you can. <laughs> but I also any have this, way you can. I got a lot of different kind of drinks depending on what time of day it is. <laughs> the uppers and downers. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you? Uh, what do you? What do you and Sherry have the most in common as moms? Do you, are you? Are you a lot alike in your parenting style? Are you? What's? Yes. What, what are the differences? Uh, yes, we're uh, enablers. That's what we are. Uh, enablers? We are. Yes, we are How? enablers. Uh, because we, okay, if my son is nine, her son is 15. Uh-huh. Sherry's worse than I am. <laughs> I can hear Jeffrey get up, her son, and say, oh, mommy, I'm hungry. She's like, oh, oh, let me, 
let me make you some bacon. Uh, oh, let me. Uh, I'm like, he's 15. Yeah. <laughs> Enabler. My son, he'll say, oh, mommy, I'm hungry. I said, Joshua, go make you some oatmeal. And then I wait. He doesn't do it. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, hold uh, on. Let me warm up the water for you. Uh, I'll get you some boiled eggs. Just enablers. Yeah. That's what we oh, are. <laughs> I, you know what? I kind of like, my, my son is 15 now and he hardly ever talks to me. You know, because he's 15 and he's by yeah. himself in his room. So when he comes to me and he's like, Daddy, can you make me something? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Jump because, at the chance. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. it's kind of like that part of my life is over when I made him everything and I did everything. Oh. So it's kind of like a, a still a way for us to connect. But I'm always telling him, you know, you're going to have to figure out how to do this on your own. Yeah. And eventually I'm going to have yeah. to teach you how to yeah. 10 different things. You know so, what? You know what? I was actually, like I said, I was, uh, I'm the youngest of three. Uh, and then I had my uh, mom who raised us as a single mom and I for sure was babied. And then when we got, when we were getting even older, I don't think I even had a checking account until like 18. So I could not even like write any of my own checks. I didn't know. I went, huh. I went away to college and everybody's writing checks. I was like, Oh, everybody's adults here. I didn't even know how to do my laundry. <laughs> None of that stuff. It was embarrassing, but it took me a minute to figure it out. But I kind of wish I would have had been forced to learn how to do some of those things See, earlier. And that's on. what I want to make sure we do yeah. that. I'm going to make sure exactly. Joshua does know how to fold clothes. He'll do the laundry. Yeah. And he'll fold the well, because it is because it is better for him. It's also really good for you too, as just kind of a practice, right? Because across the board, of course, you, you want to be like an amazing mom. You want to be amazing. Yeah. You know, everybody, everything to everybody, but also to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself because that's where the anxiety, yeah. the heart palpitations, going to the ER, the panic comes from these kind of unrealistic expectations isn't he good he's a therapist kim he's he has oh i thought he uh, was a two model. masters from columbia huh? what? i thought he was a model no oh he's no. A, him yeah yeah on. he's an actual psychotherapist i know he's a therapist yeah yeah i've and seen him on, swimsuit guess, models on the side no i, I don't say. they do not <laughs> you sure are you sure yes. I didn't see that club go on his instagram and scroll down that's all i'm saying okay oh. there's there's just a few fun beach moments okay? <laughs> oh I yeah. definitely, so, let me write that down yeah <laughs> Kim, I've missed you. I've missed you so much. And I want to talk with you a bunch, but we always kind of wrap up our, um, yes. I'm glad to know that you're all right. Yeah. And that you survived the earthquake. Yeah. Yes. I was worried about you this yeah. morning. Um, <laughs> Especially I when did. I saw you with a wig did. and no makeup. I, no, uh, no, I know you're right. <laughs> what is she thinking? Uh, we, we usually wrap up with a hot message for the day. So given all that you're going through, if you had to give yourself advice or somebody who's going through the same thing, what would you say? What would be your hot message? My hot message would be relax. Mm. Take off your bra and let them fly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess that would be the message. Yeah. But uh, to relax and uh, 22... 2020 soon will pass. That's true. Yeah. That's this true. Too shall this pass. too shall this pass. This too shall pass. Yeah. I love you and I miss you. I want to drink you wine with you. you. So I'll send some wine so, over sometime. Absolutely. Let's hang out. And Matthew, it was a pleasure. pleasure it was so to nice talking to you. I'm going straight to your Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there. Bye, Kim. Love Bye. you. Bye, Kim. Love you. Oh my God, isn't she great? I love her. She was so uh, lovely to talk to. Yeah, yeah, she's the best. So she's sweet. The best. So Matthew, what's your hot message for the day? Uh, you know, I think I'm actually just going to echo what Kim said, which is this too shall pass. I think it's really important to remember that 
when we're in the throes of kind of the intensity of all the feelings that can come up, it kind of feels like it's never going to end, but just like a rainy day, it's going to pass. So just, you know, kind of leaning into it, making sure you're giving yourself realistic expectations. Baseline is more than enough. And then this too shall pass. Baseline is more than enough. Yeah. That's good because I think what you said earlier, we're all caretakers here. Yes. And I have on top of that being a people pleaser. Yeah. And I realize that I can't give what I don't have. That's right. So if I don't take the time to self-care. Exactly. Self-soothe. I love. I, then I've just become a seething ball of resentment. Yes. And I, I'm no good to anybody. That's so right. take the time to take care of yourself. Matthew, where can we find you on your social media? You can find me on. <laughs> don't laugh when you talk about my social media. It's Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at MJ Dempsey Psych and Matthew J. Dempsey Psychotherapy on Facebook. <laughs> And you can find us both on Twitter and Instagram at the hot mess pod. Um, Matthew and I want to hear from you. So send us your messages and your comments uh, to us at Instagram at the hot mess pod or DM us on Twitter at the hot mess pod. You can find me at Alec Mappa on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We know you have many choices when it comes to listening to podcasts. So we're so grateful and honored that you chose to spend your hot mess time with a hot mess podcast. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to download listen and subscribe to our show bye guys bye